Hey, hey, it is time to record another episode of the podcast we've been doing for seven years. Yeah, yeah. And we have made so, so little money off of it. Yeah, but maybe. One day we'll get picked up by a podcast network. Yeah, and that would be great until the power goes to our head and we become corrupt. Yeah, but by that time... Society will have collapsed and we'll be in a Mad Max-style wasteland. Yeah, and, and, and if we're lucky... We'll be able to live the rest of our sorry excuses for our lives as bottom-feeding sex minions to Joe Rogan, who at that point, if not already, will have become... Warlord of this godforsaken new world we're in! Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, the show. Let's go. This may appear to be only monkey business, but in reality, it's very serious, ladies. Zero Issues Comic Podcast! Zero Issues Comic Podcast! Excelsior! Originally it said Jonathan Frakes, but I thought, stick, keep it with the podcasts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really. You know what, frankly, we'll I'm up. ready to, to huff some silver spray paint and get in a car and go. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to the show, I'm Kyle I'm Merc I'm Bri It is, uh, let's just call it out right now, it is episode 299 Yeah That we are doing for this uh, this podcast This is, we're, we're approaching, not that it's not momentous in its own But we are approaching a, a pretty big milestone mm-hmm. so, And like, uh, we, we've done more than 300 episodes Between oh, all, totally, the, yeah. all the holiday episodes, the, the couple live ones we've done uh, yep. We're we're well over three hundred, but you know this is we we, we take these of victories official, where we can. We're yeah. not take we're not talking like legacy numbering. It's actual yeah. number. Yeah, <laughs> much much like comic books themselves, we're gonna keep our numbering <laughs> system like indecipherable, just yeah, absolute really, yeah. nonsense. You're like th- episode three hundred, uh, and yet it says there's four hundred and something entries on this. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, welcome. To I comic believe books, we actually baby. have an episode called Episode Alpha as well. <laughs> That is that was, true. That and that was true. like that was like two years in when we were like, yeah, now we're good at it. Let's go back and listen yeah. to those. <laughs> I always yeah. talk about going no. back and listening to like the first 10. But no, we should go back Ugh. to like episode 100 and see what that's like. I, I feel like we should do like an F, uh, do an alpha and an omega. And they have to be like, we have to be in character in the godforsaken new world that we're in. <laughs> that has to be <laughs> the age of zeros. We're, yeah, the Age of Zeros. Apparently, we're the bad guys the whole time. Eh, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, checks out. So, for, for episode 300, we're going to be asking each other questions, and we would like it so much. We would love it if if you, the listener, could also ask us questions. Any any sort of question. You know, who's your favorite character? Who's your least favorite character? And a third type of question. If you could send those sort of things to us, either, you know, zero issues on Instagram, uh... Or on Facebook, or our email. If we check it, probably do Facebook or Instagram. We we Best want we want to you know feature questions from from our listeners on the show. Uh, and if you do that, uh, you'll be entered in a contest for a chance to win some prints from all of us because we all make art. It's true. And wouldn't Very you like true. some of that? You and, can have some. I feel like you would. I think this is our first giveaway i think so i think so i think it um, is. and just to kind of like give you a little tease 
the idea of like some of these questions might have to do with like our past podcast stuff and just about each other and what we think and what we like. Some of them can be creative and weird. And I'm going to give you a tease of one of my questions that will be uh, next week. Oh, God, he's already it's started making be, notes. What would happen if Peter Parker were bit by a different kind of spider, such as a daddy long legs, a jumping spider, yeah. a bird eating spider, a brown something recluse. of that sort? I want like an extra gangly, like a real like a brown like Doug, yeah, yeah. I want like Doug Jones, Peter Parker, like <laughs> there we go. Let's not answer that too much spider. right now. That'll be there yeah. for next week. But that's like just to inspire you. Like it could be questions like that that have to do with characters and funny things and weird things. Or it could be about the podcast stuff or about us or whatever you yeah. want. Or it could be about you. Ask whatever you want. What do you we'll think my favorite color is? It. Is it sky blue? It is sky blue. <laughs> it's weird that you knew that. And you know anyway. me so well. Anyway, we're getting out of ourselves. Let's stick to episode 299. And please let's go to the news. Current Zero News Flash. Hey, welcome to the news with the wrap up of Loki. Um, spoiler alert if you have not uh, seen all of that, we will be mentioning that sporadically through the episode, I'm sure. Uh, but just like this is not a big giveaway, Throg appeared in there who is like the frog, Thor, frog, frog, Thor, Thor, frog, whatever. Uh, just very briefly as a, just a, a two-second cameo appeared as they were moving kind of from one frog scene the to the next. And if I heard correctly, actually voiced by Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> yes, that was my, uh, I had a little nugget of that. I'm like, oh, you're sorry. kidding me. And I'm like, did he even, no, no. It's like, did he even make a noise? I guess he did. I guess he was like, uh, uh, as he was jumping and trying to leap up to Mjolnir and try to grab it. So well, yeah. apparently there, uh, there was a scene uh, of like of like a full frog scene that got cut. Oh really? Really? Yeah. I hope I hope they still paid the frog for full time though. They uh, the the voice filter they used was like the reverse Vin Diesel uh, as original Groot. <laughs> I guess Team Groot. They just used the same uh, filter as what they. Would there do, was no voice Groot. filter. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, he has Throg has appeared in the comics. He well originally appearing like whatever seventies early eighties in the in the Simonson run, um, but yeah. has appeared a little bit regularly. Well, not right in the past little while. Um, Thor versus uh, Donald Blake just had a little bit of a thing in Thor, and he appeared very briefly there. The Asgardians of the Galaxy appeared there, but apparently he was returning in some sort of uh, semblance. Uh, in October in Thor 18. So no real information, but he is, I, I believe, on the cover. And it's an uh, an Oliver Copiel, if that's how you pronounce his name, who is a, what, like a legacy Thor artist, fantastic artist, uh, doing yeah. the, for him to draw a frog. I love it. I love it. <laughs> what is it so, going to take to get you to draw a frog? Now, could he be a Thor frog? <laughs> Well, uh, okay. you changed yeah. the deal. <laughs> it's the art of the deal, baby. So um, on that front, while we're speaking of Loki for a moment, uh, it was recently yep. announced the director, the director of Loki. Um, well, if you've seen the full series by now, I assume you have. Uh, there will be a season two, which is all we know. But the director of the first season, uh, Kate Heron, is not returning as she, she stated that she's moving on to other projects but she'll she's excited to like watch it as a fan basically you know the usual 
I'm not involved, but I'm passing it yeah. on. That's fine. Right, right. Um, and again, you think of it like, you know, you directed a season of, like, a short season of a show, like you're directing a movie, and then, like, the sequel often isn't done by the same person necessarily in this franchise, so that makes sense. Yeah, sometimes it's Shane Black. Yeah, yes. Ouch! Ouch! Uh, I, I, I enjoy... That's fine. I was I was talking about the new Predator movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Ooh, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Not good. Not good. <sighs> anyway, uh, Tom Hiddleston, I noticed in the end credits, is executive producer. So I guess he's like more creatively yep. or or whatever, more creatively involved. Slash gets a cut of of the back end on top of his uh, acting fee, which is always good for good him. You get Smart those yep. absolutely good for him, and all the yep. more reason that he'll stick around because he's got more say over this right like he's directly involved and he said himself that they're already in discussions deep 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 discussions and said i can't wait to get started so i guess i don't know i mean that's obviously in production or yeah i did hear that the writer who i am sorry i totally don't i haven't written his name down i'm totally blanking on his name uh the writer for season one or one of the main writers is he's signed on in some capacity for season two But apparently he's also um, taking on a bunch of Star Wars stuff at the same time. So whether he Mm -hmm. is like a main writer or like kind of just partial plotter, whatever, whoever. I mean, it doesn't take that long to write things. No, it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Writers are a dime a dozen. I I wrote that that intro in like 12 hours. It's it's nothing. (laughs) Yeah, no problem. (laughs) All they have to do is steal a bit from Conan and they'll be set. Done. You're done. Twelve episodes. Twelve episodes of Loki. There's no original thoughts. Just take it. Uh, also, this was previously announced that they're doing a comic based on uh, the Tim Burton Batman movies, Batman 89, yeah. as a comic. So that was announced a while ago, but more details. They put out a sneak peek of, like, the first issue and some, like, you know, design art and stuff like that. So it has, like, Batman taking on some Joker gang members who I guess are still wreaking havoc after his death. It did show some art of a Robin wearing, like, a hood and a face mask um, like, and, Dick, and a Dick Grayson that seems very much pattern on Marlon Wayans, who was, yeah. like, planned to be Robin in those movies before, you know, they changed things and Joel Schumacher took over yeah. and, you know, what happened. And there's, like, a, a bunch of Joker gang members and one of them, like, it just looks like Prince as the Joker, which, you know, yeah. <laughs> Please and thank you. Yes. Now, if it could, only, if it could just be half Joker and half Batman... Ah, see, there you go. Well, I mean, like, spoilers, that'll be obviously the end of this comic. He becomes a two-faced Joker. Yes, because that was the big thing is, obviously, this is a part of it, but there's a lot of imagery they're sharing in the last couple days of, like, Billy D. Williams as Two-Face, which is everything I want in this world, and thank you. I mean, I guess it's happened in, like, the Lego Batman movie, which is a, a, a beautiful treat. But uh, it's good to see it. And and as well, worth acknowledging, I didn't, I think this was reported earlier on, but I mean, it's Joe Quinones who was attached to a previous pitch that didn't get picked up like six years ago. So dude wants to do this so hard. But now the beautiful thing is like, oh, it didn't get picked up. What a shame. But it got picked up. But the writer of this is Sam Hamm, who is the screenwriter of the original Batman movie from 1989. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. There's like some serious legitimacy there. Um, so I guess it debuts very soon, actually, digitally on, on July 27th, and then the physics also collected in physical issues starting in August, and then there'll be a hardcover collection also in, in October. Okay. So, uh... Just in time so for else. Halloween, the Tim Burtoniest month of the year! Woo! <laughs> 
That's the only time he comes out of his house. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, to put up his decorations. And his house is a coffin. Yeah. <laughs> Just comes out to fix his hair, and then he goes back. Yeah, and then yeah. he has a guitar duel with Bob. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Glitch BFG. So Hasbro recently announced, they obviously do like the Marvel Legends toy line, and uh, there's a Galactus, uh, a much in demand Galactus figure from like the oh, old yes. days, mm-hmm. which oh, yes. I I proudly own that I got for a price that was too stupidly low. I can't even believe it, but uh, it's apparently it's irrelevant now. It's irrelevant. I should throw it in the garbage because Hasbro <laughs> is putting out a 32 inch tall. Uh, Galactus, the has with their Haslabs thing, which is like usually like higher end, like gigantic, ridiculously fancy toys. Right. Um. So it's it's got over three hundred individual pieces. It has LED lights in the helmet and the chest. Seventy points of articulation, and apparently it has twenty points of articulation in each hand. Like I know. Every- that's, oh, so it's I got saw... like full fingers. Yeah, it's they brought it back. Yeah. He can he can yeah. give you the finger. He can. You can just go like, wait, how many points of articulation in each hand? 20. That's a lot. As we, as we all start counting our fingers. What? How many joints do I have? That's more po- points of articulation than I have in my hand. I assume that includes like the wrist probably has some wrist super fancy and movement stuff left going and right on. And maybe and even and like down, it yeah. folds in the middle. Like maybe there's some crazy nonsense. But can he give you a thumbs up? That's the important part. He can't. Part. Mm. It's only thumbs down from Galactus. Oh, no! my, my old one just does this, but uh, that's still pretty yeah, good. Just one, ha- one Galactus hand clapping. <laughs> one Galactus <laughs> hand clapping. That's what I've got, but I still will treasure that to the end of my days. <laughs> um, yeah, so and it's got like three different face plates. Like, it's got like a normal, it's got like a angry thing, and it, I guess sometimes he has like a skull face has shown up in things, and he's got that too, uh, so you can swap his face eyes out. But um, how much is it? Oh, Yes, it is four. Uh, well, there's a few things about it. It's four hundred dollars. Four dollars. Oh, four hundred. Four hundred dollar dues. Um, which is I think roughly comes to like six hundred and fifteen dollars Canadian. So, uh, I'll I'll pass. Yeah. Thank you. I'll pass. Thank you. That's lovely. But uh, and it's also one of those things where you can only buy it through the Hasbro Pulse website between July sixteenth, which obviously is passed already, and August thirtieth. So it's like a crowdfunding thing. And if you don't do that if you don't pay that amount of money before August thirtieth. I guess you missed it, friend. Oh man! So okay, uh, and let, let me so, let me ask you guys how you feel about this. There's a crowdsourcing thing for it's Hasbro. Hasbro. It's nuts. Okay, no, no, absolutely. so so Haslab previously, uh, you know, Unicron from Transformers. They did a Unicron yeah. through through the same process of like crowdfunding, and it's giant and. I'm not for it, but I want to see Galactus and Unicron together, back to back, like buddies, with their uh, very articulated hands. They're giving each other thumbs up. Yeah. Oh, they're giving each other a very nice massage. Yeah, and, they've got uh, a two-person massage train. He's like, so where are you from? Oh, you're Space. very tight back here. Which one of them well, is saying that, Merc? Yeah. I- <laughs> Whichever like his eyes also light up. His eyes light up too. That's great. Oh, they um, will light up after that massage. And your so eyes it needs, will it light needs, up. It needs fourteen thousand <laughs> backers to get made. So fourteen thousand people have to back this in order for them to produce it. 
that's the thing. It's, it's, uh, like I, I have feelings about like, well, like you could just make this and people will buy it. Like you don't need to like yeah. crowdfund it. But that's how I feel about it that. Works. Of like a large corporation doing crowdsourcing. Yeah. Not that I don't understand the logistics of that, but at the same time, like you know what, you can also afford to do that. Probably no problem. So, yeah. 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 This is basically so I, a pre-order so, under the, some some other yeah. name, and it's kind of baloney. Yeah. So it's a big uh, 27 points of articulation thumbs down. Mm. And as much finally, as I do want it. I really want it. I do. I do. But uh, yeah. Uh, next up, and I think we've mentioned this before in news, uh, Jamila Jamil, who's um, from The Good Place is, is probably where most people know her. Um, fantastic actress and was great in that series. I that was the first time I had really? ever seen her, and I completely fell for her. I'm like, I love this actress, and I want to see her in more stuff. Um, mm-hmm. She has been cast, and, and this was it was the rumors, but I don't think anybody had actually confirmed anything that she was going to play Titania in the She-Hulk series that's coming up. Apparently, it has been confirmed now. She actually posted on Instagram, uh, Jamila Jamil official, um, confirming it, and it shows her doing like. Um, some, she's posts something like, I can't believe I'm making this post right now. This is crazy. And it shows her doing fighting training. Like it's a quick little fighting training thing followed by a picture of her as a very young infant with like a big fat belly, just in diapers, like in this weird (laughs) pose. (laughs) I was like, I I love her. She's so fantastic. (laughs) Just that sheer sense of humor. And I'm like, this is going to work perfectly. Um, yeah, she just I'm has, excited for that. Yeah, she's going to fit that role perfectly. Just and, and knock it out of the park. I can't wait to see it. Welcome to the warm-up. So, Loki and Black Widow have, have both, you know, Black Widow came out. I, it was a movie that I enjoyed. Loki is also wrapped, and what we're doing in this is uh, we're 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 going to be mentioning some of the Easter eggs that you know. There's a lot of like shows on YouTube that'll show you the 198 Easter eggs, but I'm surprised they missed. I looked at our lists that we had before; they missed pretty much everything that we saw. Yep, we dug deep because you know what we between the three of us we have a lot of comic knowledge, and there's a lot of stuff there, and even like yeah. some stuff they did is not specifically comic knowledge. I was surprised that people didn't mention it. Yeah. Well, should we jump right in? Let me let me just start it with uh, with Black Widow. Sure. That hmm. when it's when it started, I was disappointed at first that uh, she was neither black nor a widow. Um, but then when I figured out that it was Denzel Washington, like wow, that dude can act, and like I totally bought that that he was a widow. You, you definitely watched the right movie. Yeah. Well, you okay? So definitely. one part you might not have noticed uh, right after the uh, when the opening credits start after that that short sort of prologue, there there is sort of a a soft cover of a famous song, and you might not have caught it, but it was Wonderwall. Oh. Mm-hmm. Ah. It was, it, it was um, that that haunted sort of singing, like Lana Del Rey. You know. You know. I must have watched a different cut. I think because I think like. I watched the version where like Zack Snyder like crawled through the t- the the vents at uh, Disney and popped in there because mine definitely had Hallelujah, and it was very very gray. Wow. 
But then the rest oh. of the movie was normal, so I, I don't know. <laughs> they must have chased him out of there, but like, ah, we're not redoing this. They shoot him off with a broom. <laughs> yeah. But then Warner Brothers, I heard, did offer to buy that version because they, they, the, they uh, the crowds it? demanded it. They, they, yeah, the crowds were like, I yeah, demand. Yeah, but that's not coming up for a while. Like, they, the they got to go back Widow and do some Snyder research cut. for it. It's only going to cost $40 million. Million, billion, oh, true. dollars. Oh. Yeah. Pesos. And I feel like they're going to put it out there and then sort of be like, why did we do this? I was surprised that, uh, like, the Taskmaster uh, turning turning out to be Taserface in a very oh, yeah. timeline as a kid. That was a little confusing. I, I wasn't quite sure. Well, how to I mean, go you got to read the comics. Um, you got to read the comics. It's all there. You know what? And it was really, it was Screen Crush. I had no idea that that's what was going on until I even watched the, the YouTube Screen Crush thing. And I was like, oh, that makes more sense, but doesn't make sense at the same time. Well, that, that fun fact was sponsored by Raycons. Raycons. Get them. <laughs> uh, sponsored by thought- Curiosity Stream. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Sponsored by Screen Crush, they're paying us now, maybe. Yeah, that'd be cool. Better. Uh, I, I, like, I thought I feel it was like weird. That's probably a better use of their money. Yeah, there there was a surprising uh, lack of Mephisto in in both series. Uh, sorry to jump from one to the other, but really it. for both. If, but if you if you didn't notice it, but no. Well, yeah, but the it's thing there. is, there there was a lot. of of just straight up footage of Satan and everyone kept calling them Satan. So I thought that was very strange. <laughs> I don't, maybe, maybe you guys didn't think it was strange. I thought it was very strange. I, I expect it now. I don't know. It's just how it goes. Yeah. yeah uh, that's, that's how Disney operates. It, it, it was Satan as played by Adam Sandler in that one shot from uh, uh, Dirty Work. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You eat the pig and we eat the pig and then we burn. <laughs> Keep keep in mind though. I mean, they, they, they we're soon going to have an entire multiverse of madness. So I mean, like, does Disney own the rights to Dirty Work? I guess we're going to find out. I don't know why John Wick showed up because his dog is fine, but it was a surprise. But it was good. You know, I I like Keanu Reeves if he's going to come in and he's good action. It was a nice fight. But maybe you didn't notice this that this in Black Widow was the introduction of the MCU's first mutant. And I'm oh. not even kidding, maybe not, I might be, but I'm not sure, Ursa Major of the Soviet super soldiers, the, the Winter Guard, the big dude in the prison that uh, Red Guardian breaks, it, like he's doing the... Um, yeah, arm wrestling. Arm wrestling, yeah, and yeah, he, yeah. Breaks, he, goes over he, the he breaks his arm in his process. His character is Ursa Major. Hmm. So really, that was the first appearance of a mutant. Oliver Richter is his name, the the actor, and he's made that claim. Although uh, Marvel has not responded. No, I'm well, pretty but, sure Quicksilver I mean, and Scarlet Witch were the first mutants. But are they? Which Quicksilver? They? Or Deadpool in that uh, yeah. in that new spot that he just did. Mm. The thing is, there's a lot of like questions about, obviously they delayed this movie a long time. Because, yeah. you know, theaters got closed down and it was like COVID. It was a whole situation. So it got delayed over a year. And there's a lot of like wondering like, okay, well, like they could have done this earlier than now. They really held out for like theaters being open at some capacity. But I think the real reason that they did delay it that long is that Ray Winstone, how close he gets when he talks to you is just very hard to get over. And I think we needed more than a year to really be okay with seeing that. <laughs> 
no mask <laughs> talking right in your face like it's it's that's it's too disturbing i think now I mean, now now that the theaters are, are back open, uh, theaters are really... I, I, I can't imagine either of you went to go see Black Widow in a theater. I did not. Nope. I didn't either. But uh, from what I've heard, uh, with theaters trying to recoup their losses from being closed for so long, uh, they, in some, uh, I think, select theaters, they are showing it in Avatar Vision, where you put 3D glasses on and everyone's uh, an Avatar person. I don't remember what the aliens from Avatar are called. Navi? Is that it? Smurfs? They're just tall blue cats. Their actual title is just tall blue cats. Tall blue cats. Yeah, that's it. What kind of cat is that? that? It's a a continuation of that cat cat movie that did horrible. What was that cat movie? No. Catwoman? No. Doesn't sound right. Tom and Jerry. No. That darn cat. Toots look out! We all saw Black Widow, we saw the end, we saw to the very end, we saw every single possible last credit scene, of course, so some of this you've already seen, obviously, they had a few, obviously they had at least a few after credit scenes, Um, there was one that was very heavily teasing that another character from the movie would take over the role of the Black Widow, and frankly, I gotta say, David Harbour looked strangely great in the uh, Black Widow catsuit. Perhaps that's the strangest things of all. He's hot. Yeah, uh-huh. well, he did the pose and flipped the hair, and it was, you know, honestly, it was just like, yeah. hmm, not bad. Well, you know what? A harbor in whatever storm, you know, I'll yeah. take They it. did tell him to stop working out at one point because he was getting too ripped, and they wanted to put the, the sort of chess piece over. Yeah. They reused it from Hellboy, I think. <laughs> I, I, thought that you, I thought they used the Thor one. We were still completely red. <laughs> I mean, he's Russian, so, I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah, Red Guardian. Yeah. Red Guardian. And uh, I, I did like also that that extra after credit scene, like the post post credit scene, where Wayne Knight uh, from Seinfeld showed up to recruit the Taskmaster for the United States Postal Service. That was pretty good. Yeah, and she accepted. That was weird. Immediately, well, and then the, yeah, immediately. Then the movie like it it cut, and like I don't know if if I had a bootleg or what, but mine cut, and it just went to uh, the the Contessa just like dancing awkwardly with her thumbs, and I think strange. that was a rep. Yeah. That might have been a reference to Cry, Cry Again. Uh, I'm not sure. It, and, it, and it wasn't the only Seinfeld reference, actually, because, like, it wasn't a post-credit scene, but if you look really closely in some red room scenes of, like, the, the teenage operatives training, you can see Jerry Seinfeld peeking through a window. Good night, everybody! <laughs> And on to Loki! Yes, please, please, quickly. He Who Remains is the One Who Complains is actually the full name of that title. Uh, Yeah. Because there is a lot of wine at the end of time. Do all of your things rhyme? I guess we'll find out. I I mean, major, major spoiler. So if you haven't watched it, please just go and watch it. Uh, Major spoilers, one might say. Jonathan, that is. Yes, yes. When, you know, after, uh, you know, it, the the last scene of the show, when when it pans up and it shows that big statue of Krang the Conqueror. Yeah. 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 Do you, do your impression, Brad. Oh I, oh, I wouldn't. I can't do it right now. Is what he said. Oh, beautiful. 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 Yeah. No! At last, I can conquer my home dimension. 
It was just weird that they put Krang in there, but you know, I guess yeah. I guess Viacom and uh, yeah. Disney are working yeah. together. Yeah, cross company interaction. You know, yeah. if they can work with Sony, they can work with whoever. Yeah, it's if you go to Disney World, it literally says on the uh, on the big archway when you enter, it says all will be consumed. So uh, it was a matter of time. <laughs> it was great to see Channing Tatum as a Gambit variant that popped mm. up, finally getting his his time to shine as Gambit. Well, uh, not not only did he please you know the the viewers, he pleased himself because he was he was grinding so hard that entire scene. Yeah, it was a little awkward because the way his power works when he's throwing stuff, I don't, it was. Uh, oh, he'll be throwing stuff. I don't want to talk about this. Anymore. He's throwing no. woo. Yeah, oh, woo. <laughs> Sounds like magic. Um, while we're talking about other variants, I really liked, uh, towards the end when, uh, Richard Grieco from the Asylum Films knockoff of Thor showed up as a, as, as a Loki variant, like a King Loki variant, like the fanciest Loki of all. So, uh, that was, that was really good. That was Wise Guy Loki, wasn't it? Is that yeah, what it's called? Yeah, 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 it was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was a ton of variants. There was, like, of course, there was Kid Loki and Boastful Loki, Classic Loki, Alligator Loki, President Loki. But there was also Koki Loki, Jokey Loki, Sloki Pokey Loki. Um, I, and then to see in the credits, in the after credits thing, uh, Kid Loki versus Kid Koala. Uh, that was pretty ah. interesting to see. Um, and, and with an appearance by Kid Flash. Uh, oh, wow. Know, Marvel vs. Yeah. DC is coming, I think. That's going to be the I know. Thing. I I, yeah. I guess they just got the rights for just the one guy. It was like, I, I, I the new kids on the block. Because no one cares. Yeah. I think you missed, uh, I think you missed Artichoke Loki, who was... Artichoke uh, Loki. Yeah, which was just a gigantic Artichoke Loki who had the horn helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Well, that was, that was the, that was the Loki karaoke scene, right? Oh, yeah. The Loki karaoke uh, scene. Yeah. So that would be they just smash glasses in unison Co- after every song. That was Koki Loki, Jokey Loki, Sloki Pokey Loki, Artichoke Loki in the karaoke Loki scene. Yes. Is that what we're saying? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what we're saying. Well, that's what right. you're saying. I, I, I don't think I could. What the f- So this week we're talking about one of our least favorite things in comics, and that's when you're reading a you're reading an ongoing comic, you're you're invested in the characters, you're invested in the story, and all of a sudden there's an event, so everything that's happening has to stop, and we have to go do the event now. Come it on, guys, we're going to the event. It sweeps across like a flash flood and just takes everything out. No, we yeah. need we need Squirrel Girl over here. You can't have her. Yeah, really. Greg Land's gonna draw her now. Oh, Squirrel Girl needs no. to be very, very sad about like you know Captain America being Hydra or whatever the hell. She'll be like, no jokes and have no fun this month. Thank you very much. That's right. Hydra Squirrel. Oh. All the squirrels are dead. Don't give them any ideas. <laughs> now I'm just girl. That's my new web comic, Hydra Squirrel. Go to hydrasquirrel.net. Oh. Dot net. He went with the dot net. Dot com was taken, or yeah, it was. All right, you did. Yes, a Squirrel Girl comic where some of her squirrels are undercover Hydra agents actually could be pretty good. <laughs> yep, and works with uh, Bob. Bob for Mame. Yep. Get me Ryan North. Oh, you. <laughs> oh, you that... He's busy. Okay. Get me the guy that did Wigu. <laughs> he's not doing <laughs> nothing. Was he making shirts? 
I think he's making a lot of shirts. Yeah, yeah. You know what? He's doing fine. Really? Smarter than us. Uh, yeah. And we, yeah, that's what we're talking about. That's what's What's your first else. event interruption? What's your first event interruption as I interrupt you? Okay, Ooh. so mine is kind of weird because my first event interruption wasn't much of an interruption. Uh, the first time that it happened to me, I was but a young lad, and I was reading Excalibur, and Excalibur was, was just finishing up a storyline, and then Onslaught happened. And because uh, because Excalibur set so far away from, from you know, the, the center of the Marvel Universe, New York City, they, they came back from this mission, and they landed on Muir Island in Scotland, and they were told, oh... Professor X went crazy, and they all just sort of looked sad for a bit. <laughs> and the only the only other connection with that was Cyclops and Jean come to the island to to get the Xavier protocols, which are like a series of things that Charles Xavier made to ex- instruct you on how to kill the X Men. And then they leave. So, then they go back to New York, and they're written by Batman. You're a dick. The reaction really should be at that point in history, even then, even then in the 90s, oh, Professor X went crazy and evil. They'd be like, and? and? Wasn't he always? Again? It's, Again? Anyway, but when he's good, here's these instructions on how to kill everyone. Yeah. <laughs> you mean he got creepier? I don't understand what mm. you're saying. What What about you guys? What was, what was your first exposure to this, uh, this plague? I have a couple. Um, and they're not both the same. What has it affected you the most? Well, one of them is very recent in my memory, and it's not really a complete disruption, but it's like an organization disruption, which in my opinion is the worst kind of disruption, because I've been organizing my comics recently. I'll shut up about that sooner or later, and I'm putting more oh, boxes. I thought you meant, like, I thought you meant like a business. <laughs> oh, well, I mean. My company, I don't yeah. I don't, I don't know the first thing about that. Brycor! Ooh, we were out of business the minute yeah, you I said that. Yeah, listen to <laughs> <laughs> um, So I'm thinking of Zero Hour. Uh, and it's not that it completely disrupted storylines, because it really didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did disrupt the numbering of the titles that I was reading. And I'm very... I was reading some things. Like, I have, like, Batman and uh, Robin and Superboy and Impulse, all that stuff I was reading at the time. It didn't impact Impulse, because he didn't have his series yet. But Superboy and Robin sure did. And every issue that month that Zero Hour happened had was number zero. And it was something sort of tied into like, you know, Zero That's Hour sort of so was, dumb. A, so was dumb. a soft, a soft reboot or not reboot exactly, sort of, sort of a slightly soft reboot. A, a continuity then, rejigger. Like an eighth of a crisis. It was, it was nothing. But it, everything <laughs> basically continued as normal, but every title had to have issue number zero. So I'm doing this and I have to like, I have to Google what issue came before issue number zero so I can have these in the actual order you'd read them in. Um, so that, was uh was confusing at the time and remains confusing now when I'm approaching forty. So, so it, 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 those series, especially the ones that had just sort of started recently, it was sort of just telling its own one-off story that sort of progressed the main plot, but also sort of you know was looked back a little bit. It was like a weird sort of a thing, but that sort of business is just maddening. Uh, the other one that comes to mind is reading. Uh, Spider-Man comics uh, in the 90s, 
which is uh, an experience I don't know if I can recommend. Uh-huh. It's, it's it's a nightmarish proposition. I knew this. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really when I, you know, what I mean. Like I really started reading like everything Spider Man I could get my hands on, kind of in like the early nineties uh, and into the mid nineties. So there was this character that was being teased called Facade, um, and it was like a new Spider Man villain who, in hindsight, sucked. But they made a big deal Facade. of. Uh, it sucked. But Turns they made a out it was, deal. it was French and it was Facade. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Facade. much like other characters, like, say, say like, Hobgoblin. Or, or even the Green Goblin. They have these characters where, like, they tease that they're, they're these villains, their identity is, like, a big mystery. And, you know, they only do that if it's going to be a character that you've met already. So, like, somebody that you've met in the, these comics, like a supporting character or just, like, a one-off character, like, somebody connected through, like, the web of Peter Parker's life, haha, um, is Surprise. going to be this villain. Oh. And in this case, like, they were teasing this pretty hard. But then they decided to do the Clone Saga. <laughs> and then... That got dropped completely, and they still have not resolved it. Like, they've never... <laughs> they just... No one cares. Also, like, this character wasn't very good. Like, Facade is not a good Spider-Man villain. They introduce these villains some every now and then that are, that are like, trying to do something different as a Spider-Man villain, and usually... Like, I think of, like, that... The one who is, like, he his power that is that he drives cars real good, and he's called Overdrive, and that's yep. a terrible Spider-Man villain. That's terrible. Awesome. That's awesome. never going to be the only this... reason you would ever bring the spider car back. Well, exactly. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But that's one story, and once it's done, you don't need this guy anymore. Uh, that spider seems like facade. But then when you put him into Ghost Rider, man, was he good. Okay, listen. Stop making a bad thing good. I mean, <laughs> actually, keep doing it. Actually, write for Marvel because, like, you know, right. it's not going to. It's not going to be like an Electro or a Venom or a Doc Ock. It's never. There, it's facade was not great and was pretty forgettable to begin with. But it just became this running joke. That never got resolved, and occasionally, like, even in the stories, they'd make a joke about, like, who's Facade? And it's, it's, they made such a big deal out of it, and then it was just like, Clone Saga, much better idea. Arguably true. I have an idea. How about, uh, for the end of your, your, uh, online comic, Welcome to Hereafter, you introduce Facade. Yeah. Well, like, It'll be uh, like the last panel, and it's Facade! Like, like, Lorden is going to be like, you know what? I'm going to go to this Marvel universe under this alias, and he's going to put the mm-hmm. facade costume on and just walk away. Yeah, Lorden our facade. Yeah. yeah. Facade, go. God, they rhyme. It's a good idea. Yeah. You know what? I might make it open-ended enough that it could be true, and uh, that's better than being true. Uh, I got it. Like, I didn't write down a specific thing of, like, the idea of a specific event that completely derailed me, but... I'm trying to think of when I, it, it was a series of events. And we've talked about this throughout the podcast, throughout our recording of while we're doing this, of like events getting more and more. And they just became more and more frequent instead of being like every few years. It was every year and then sometimes every six months. And you're like, don't, ma- okay, don't make what's- me mention Civil War 2 again, because I'm still mad. Well, about that. that's I'm pretty sure that's where I started to. I went longer yeah. than you. I think you got more pissed off than I did earlier. On. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I was like, I, you I know what? I, it was awful. I know it was. I think it was, it was shortly after that. I went through. Civil War Two, and I can't even remember which ones came right after that, but it was not far after that. I was like, you know what? I'm done. We could probably go back in the podcast and get find the point where I was. 
Well, that after after that was the one where uh, Silver Server needed help moving, and everyone had to help him move. I know uh, to do an entire <laughs> event. Ah, uh, well, I mean, it was an event. Civil move. It was the worst. Um, it was, and it was Gala- enti- very civil. Galactic relocation operation. Um, Hickman was like like right at the end of his Avengers run when that happened too, and like everything was building to a head, and then all the Avengers had to help Silver Surfer move, and then the issue after that, after that tie-in, well, he had helped them. Just move like, previously. what were we doing? It's like I don't remember, and then it just ended. And he doesn't have a truck, so yeah, they got back to punching each other in the face. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah. But I think it was it was that that just kind of derailed me, and it was like a couple mm-hmm. after that that I I think I dabbled in, and then I'm like, that's it, I'm out. And then with DC, like I'm, I I collect less DC, but it was uh, what is it, the Dark Avengers or not Dark Avengers, Dark Justice League, the Justice, Justice League, League Dark, Dark Justice League yeah. Dark, yeah. sir, yep, moving things around. They were also helping the I, Silver Surfer move. into the house of mystery i was enjoying that and it was like one of those separate titles that they have that don't really interconnect too much with anybody else it was they'd done a a run and then done another run and i was it was fairly on fairly early on in that and then all of a sudden they introduced an event that i knew nothing about not collecting really any other dc and i'm like I got no clue what's going on. I've got no semblance, no connection. Like I'm out. I'm done. That's it. Yeah. If you've if you've done an event, I'm not buying it anymore. Even though like I might I might enjoy some of it, but at the same time, if I have to buy seven different series and the main thing, and then you have it go like say six issues plus oh now there's the Omega, then this, and then yes. another post thing. It's like this is ridiculous. Like. And then in the yeah. meanwhile, like we're saying, the the original story is lost. And I don't, I'm like, what was the original story? I don't even know who was in the team anymore. I don't know what's going on. Okay, I'm just, my research, I said I was going to stop bringing it up, but I, again, have gone through my entire comic collection recently. But going through all of it and organizing it and putting them in order, like, you naturally notice when you just had it, like, with, with publishers or certain lines. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it suddenly stops, and then there's yeah. like a. And oh, it's a year everything. long or two years long, and then you pick it up again. It's sort yeah. of like, oh, like, here's, I'm going through some Marvel books. Here's like this and this, and like, oh, they kind of all just kind of stop. And I'm like, oh, they all stopped in the same month of the same year. It was just like done. Um, obviously, again, like, little Civil War II happened, like I said, and it completely like overtook every title I was reading for the most part. And then I gave it an, another arc because I like, at that point, I'm like, I'm going to cancel these, but I'm not going to. You know, I have to give my notice at the shop, and I'll I'll read right. the next arc, and then yep. I'm done. So that's what happened there. And of course, I'm not gonna do this too much because it's too easy, and you know my thing. But like every everything, a lot of DC books up until August 2011, <laughs> because literally it canceled an entire. It's more than a crossover because it was like a reboot until eventually until they have later on were just like, no, no, it wasn't. We'll just bring it all back. That's fine. Yeah, it was. It was a what a four year pause. Yeah, yeah, basically. But I was reading so many Bat comics at the time, like, so many. I was reading, like, the Morrison Batman run and all the other titles that were sort of, like, sort of following in its and, wake. And I was, like, all in. Just ju- as, as a quick sort of sidebar, that was one of the few things that, like, the Morrison books are, were, like, the least screwed up by the New 52. 
the the only problem yeah. being that like with, those with, were books that were supposed to celebrate like all of Batman's history, and now oh, Batman, you've only been around for five years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the, the the title that Morrison, whatever Morrison was writing, like Batman Incorporated after after New Fifty Two started, like it it was a weird. Like it was really trying to ride that that uh, that line, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like still alluding to what happened before, but having to deal with like abrupt changes, like everyone's costumes changed. Like Dick Grayson was also Batman at the time, and then all of a sudden was Nightwing again. They like they had uh, you know they had Tim Drake as Red Robin, which they still did, but they changed it, and they had like Stephanie Brown was Batgirl, and then she didn't exist anymore all of a sudden, even though she had factored into Morrison's arc to, to, to a smaller degree. It was just very abrupt, and all those things ended, and especially like, it was a weird thing where I'm like, I want to continue this run because I'm enjoying it, I want to continue the Morrison thing, but I don't understand how this works anymore, so I guess I'll just yeah. try to catch yeah. up with it later, and I just now... I'm doing that. I'm just now actually catching up with what happened after that. Yeah, because it, 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 it was it so was, shook. I mean, even even with publication, it was it was such a, a pause between the first part and the second part, which was yeah, you know, New Fifty Two, that it seemed like a, a really big disconnect. And this is one of the books that wasn't affected by it. Yeah, like it, it, he was like three quarters of the way through this run, which was much like it, it was a very specific story he was telling from start to finish. And it really just shot the knees out when he was, like, right at the end of the race. And it's how it felt. And, I mean, that, to me, is... is, is That'll hurt more than anything. Because I was, like, so in love with what he was doing. And I'm sure I'll love how it ended. But just the fact that you noticeably see, like, it, it just... Like, everything sort of weirdly changed in a bizarre way that's unexplained right at the end. Like, every, everything that he built towards has sort of just been This reset. is part and parcel to what they're doing now. Is like, yeah, there's I know. no. You cannot have a writer that suddenly takes the helm of a book and does a long story arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for Hickman, maybe. But even then. Nobody yeah. could follow it anyway. I don't it know. Just, what's going it just it just feels disrespectful <laughs> to to not let him but, finish his story as he yeah. as he was clearly building towards and having him work yeah. around something that clearly somebody wrote on a cocktail napkin last month and this is what's guiding this entire company now. Yeah. Well, and it's like they got together at a retreat. Yeah, but the guy who wrote that looked like Guy Pierce, so you got to listen to him. Mm. That's true. <laughs> I have to I have to mention this little nugget I discovered when I was looking stuff up for this Secret Wars. Like, the original Secret Wars being... There was, like, Contest of Champions, I think, was the first actual, like... All the Mm -hmm. characters kind of crossing over in a thing. But Secret Wars was the full first, we're going to do this and do it properly and and, and have a more of a crossover thing. It was May 1984 to April 1985. So it took nearly a full year. Yeah. Um... But I was curious. I was like, oh, you know what? Like, I wasn't really collecting full on in 19... 19- I would have been in grade four at the time. So I didn't really... I, I got the odd comic book when I was a kid. Yeah, but you still had a really full collecting. head of hair. Exactly. A long time ago. Um, but I was wondering, like, how how did that... F- you were smiling. You were joyful. Long hair. How did that fit in to, like, every other comic of, like, because everybody in Secret Wars suddenly got lifted off the planet, got shuffled off to Battle World, and if, like, it, it was that long, it was a year. I'm like, oh, how did that affect their titles? 
Yeah. Here's what I discovered. It. I've only I've only just discovered this now. I don't know why I didn't know this before. Amazing Spider-Man 251 came out mm-hmm. April in, of 84, so right before Secret Wars. Uh it was like in all of them they all went got drawn to some sort of portal and they're like, "Oh, what's this?" and like Reed Richards yeah. and another one was like 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 investigating this thing and all of a sudden boom, they get transported off planet and they're in battle world. So it that's uh, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 251, Amazing Spider-Man 252, he's back, he's in the black costume. Yeah. And it's oh, before, he, it's before he actually has the black costume in Secret Wars, which doesn't happen until Secret Wars number eight. So, every other, every ever Marvel comic skipped ahead to the end. Yeah. And then had to just like bide their time and tease what might have happened. They, like, what? they just had they just had to tread water until yeah. they're like, "Is everybody okay? Are we all here? Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. We can Did start anybody die? Now. Because like, is anybody yeah. somebody else? Was it, was it now? twelve months? Twelve months of vague references to whatever the hell made everything change, and then like yeah. finally a few years, I'm like, now we're going to talk about what happened. Avengers did the same thing. Fantastic Four. Uh, Read Johnny and the Thing. Yeah, read Johnny and Thing were taken off planet. No Sue, which never really dawned on me until now. I'm like, what the hell? Like, she was not taken to Secret Wars, even though she's really the most powerful member of the team. Um, it's quite but troubling, they disappear- Look, we know that now. We know that now. Uh, they disappeared in, in Thing number 10, because he had his own solo series at the time. So then Thing 11 to 22 is about his time in Battleworld post secret wars because that's when he stayed and hung out on battle world after so right, imagine but, but reading when, thing <laughs> and you're published like before that happened these, these, these yeah really published at the same time number one comes out so he has to be like wandering around some world being like so when 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 fantastic four started again when the when the next issue came yeah, out after weird. battle world weird. a month early and she hulk was on the team and the thing was nowhere to be found they just didn't say anything yeah. for a fucking year and well, but then yeah, like they're just oh whatever. Well, but they, they had to do everything in flashbacks, so they mentioned it, like because yeah. they they would acknowledge it, but at the same time, you're like, this is a really weird way to do this without it. I don't. Yeah. Oh my god. And I'm and and honestly, I'm not sure if it's better or worse. Think about an entire event that just throws a schism into everything. Yeah. Oh, as, a, as opposed to this, that you're like. They just kind of they they continue on with. They're like, okay, Spider Man. Oh, now he's got a new costume, and you just continue on. And I'm like, I don't know which one's better and which one's worse. I it I, I sounds like it's read, all horrible. I want to read every Marvel comic that was coming out for that entire year and see how many times they make some vague comment and be like, well, because of what happened with a little caption box at the bottom like the asterisk read secret wars on sale now give me all your money true believer yeah. smiling read stand. secret wars number 10 coming out in five months yeah exactly yeah hey nightcrawler what happened to your legs curious about what happened to nightcrawler's legs well have i got a book for you it's called secret wars and you've got to buy them all buy everyone or you won't find out and he'll die call into this number and vote will he survive or will he die <laughs> Stan is being like, read this, true believer. On the other side, it's like, buy the comic, fuck, Jim Shooter. <laughs> I'll shoot you. Yeah. This had better work. Shooter is not his given name. Yeah. Oh. It's McGavin. It's, uh... it's Jim McGavin. <laughs> <laughs> I've worked hard my whole life, paid my dues, and now it's Shooter's turn. 
And Shooter's not about to let his reign at the top be spoiled by some freak sideshow clown. So, Age of Apocalypse, one of those events that, that famously interrupted a lot of stuff, or, you know, it's it's an event. They interrupt by nature. They're... They're like mm-hmm. naughty by nature. So I went back and I looked at what were some of the things that Age of Apocalypse interrupted. Uh, so for instance, X-Factor 111, because the end of like every X-Men book, everyone just sort of gets turned into time crystals looking as reality resets itself to this alternate future where uh, Xavier got killed. So for instance, in, in X-Factor 111, uh, Strong Guy, who... You know, he absorbs kinetic energy as, as part of his power. Uh, he, like, tackles a bomb and absorbs all the energy and and it's translated into mass and he gets really big. And he, he gets so big that his he has a heart attack, you know, his, his heart trying to sort of work for a body that big. And he has a heart attack and dies. And that's when that book ends for three months. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Wolverine. longest heart attack ever on record. Yeah. <laughs> He's fine now, though. He's good. Wolverine uh, puts his his middle claw through through Sabretooth's brain, and then that Mm. book ends. And the entire team of Excalibur gets gets shot out of the sky over famous mutant-loving nation Genosha, so I'm sure they're fine. But but don't worry, because next month Nightcrawler's got a cool tattoo on his eye. And then however many months after it ends, every issue... Everyone's just playing baseball for some reason. They're just yeah. playing baseball. So here's the no thing. I, I went to the, the Wolverine one and the Excalibur one pick up where they left off sort of thing. The X-Factor book does not. It doesn't acknowledge anything. It just goes right to a new story. He's, he's fine. Or he's like, he had a heart attack and died. His heart stopped. It's it's the English way. Just continue on. Just continue right, so on. Everything's yeah, fine. Pip, pip. Pip, pip. He was strong of, ma- of, of, nah. of body. Now you must be strong of character and not cry. Oh, I made it through World War II. I'm fine. I went it through the Blitz. You could fucking get shot out of the sky. Keep going. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and also, uh, I just I want strong guy to just be having like a bowler hat and like a silly mustache and just pretending he's British during this whole thing. He's just, just tagging along. And he's, and he's twins. <gasps> He's strong guy and strong guy, both played by Tom Hardy. <laughs> oh, a strong guy and strong bloke. Right. Oh, there you right. go. Oh, crikey! Cheeky. That's Australian. That's wrong. Okay. So I think that'll about do it for us this week. Uh, yeah, we we got a we have an event to get to. It's our three hundredth episode. Uh, and, and in honor of that, like yep. yeah, like we said at the beginning of the show, uh, we're doing a 300th episode next week. And if you have questions for us, we would love it if uh, you could send them our way. You know, send us a message on Facebook, on Instagram. Our email address is Bry. Uh, I think it's zero issues podcast at gmail.com. I rarely check it. You should probably hit us up on Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, let's yeah. do Instagram yeah, or Facebook because yeah. uh, yeah, I want to say I'll check it, but email. I might not. I might not. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, and if you send us a question, you will be entered into a draw for uh, a chance to win. You know, we we all make art, and you can uh, you could win a print from each of us. You can win some stuff from us just for asking us a question. Mm-hmm. Free giveaway could be a question about you know what's our favorite what's our favorite food what's our favorite comic 
who's your favorite host? You have to pick one and you have to not pick the other uh, and they're going to know. Although if you want to get question. more complex, please do. I want to get more creative. Ask whatever. Whatever you ask, we'll toss into the... I thought the third the, thing uh, that I, I listed was pretty creative, but okay, whatever. Cool. Bri, it, 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 you're my favorite be, now. Oh. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Um, so we're going to be at our most self-indulgent. Well, uh, we're going to be at our most self-indulgent. Uh, so please indulge us in being self-indulgent. Would you? Speaking of self-indulgent, let's uh, let let's plug our stuff. Who are you guys? Who am I? Who are we? I I'm going first. I. I'm taking it. Uh, I'm Brycotic. You can check out my comic at welcometohereafter.com. It still hasn't updated in a while. Listen, things are hard, but I have many ideas, and they're coming, and it's going to end, and it's going to be. I think it's going to be good. I'm very, very hopeful about the ending. I'm very excited about it, actually. So, And you could also check me out on Instagram at B-R-Y-K-O-T-Y-K. I am Merck. You can find me at MerkAsylum.ca, M-E-R-K-A-S-Y-L-U-M.ca, Merkanot on Instagrams, uh, Merk on Facebook. Um, yeah, that's about all I got. Uh, and my name is Kyle Lees, and you can check my stuff out at thekylelees.com. Uh, I've got prints and pins and magnets and shirts and bags i've got a bag with a picture of peter gabriel on it he's saying that he's not sam neil uh yes yeah that's the sort of stuff you can also check me out on instagram under the kyle lees i have and enjoy that bag thank you hey thank you uh you can also check me out on instagram under the kyle lees or the kyle lees shop uh i hope to have some new prints really 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 soon because I've made, you know, other stuff, but I haven't yeah. made a print in a long time, so I need some new stuff. I've been back at Market recently. By the way, check us out at the Thunder Bay Country Market. Mm-hmm. Woo! Speaking of Market and speaking of prints. That is Saturdays, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. And uh, Wednesdays, 3.30 to 6.30 p.m. Um, and I realize I've done nothing in, like, two years. And, uh, and I'm feeling... Yeah, same. Uh, some some of us have been some of us have been more prolific, and I'm very proud of those of us who have been more prolific. And I'm looking right at Merck right now. You've made some real cool, fun shit in oh, the last thanks. little while, and it's very inspiring. And it makes me feel like a lazy asshole. But well, uh, it's that's how art goes. You get inspired, and then you go out and you do great stuff. And I'm yeah. looking forward to your next stint of great stuff. Well, I'm people. I'm, I'm having ideas again. It's good. I gotta say that Bry does Bry does this one piece that uh, is like all the Spider Man, and it's probably one of the most popular pieces at our. Booth. Oh yeah, absolutely. Everybody walks in and looks right at it and makes a comment every fucking time. And I'm gonna say that word fucking every fucking. I think time we went like the whole show that. without any curse words, but okay, cool. I swore <laughs> a couple times, but okay. that's my nature. Well. F- Part of me wants to, like, redo it and do it better or something, but maybe that's, like, a fool's errand. I think you should just keep with what you got and do something yeah. else. I think you have a lot of stuff you could possibly do. You got a lot of talent, and you should let that flow, baby. Is this the part of the episode where we all just, like, express friendship and, and love to each other? <laughs> I mean, I'm not doing that. Huggy, huggy. <laughs> this is part of the show where we hug, and then the, the audio recording ends. <laughs> And then, uh, well, really, because next week is going to be the big event, and we were just talking about how events have been interrupted. Free giveaway!